Hi, we're Phil and Jen, and welcome to our podcast. This is the fourth season of our podcast, and it's called This New Space. And this is episode 12 of that season. And we're calling this one Mind, Body, and Spirit, which I really don't even technically agree with is like differentiating factors, but we'll get into that in just a little bit. Well, that's the whole point of uh, yeah. the podcast. <laughs> that is the point of what we're talking about. So, um, and, and also how that relates to a lot of the things we've seen, conversations we're having, what's happening in the world and the church and spirituality and really the unfolding of the universe as well as <laughs> the sessions we've been doing. Um, anyway, we'll get there. A couple things first. All right, before that, we have a few spots available in the workshops next week. Um, these workshops are free breathwork, sauna, and ice bath workshops where we're integrating this idea of mind, body, spirit, and it's a whole really fun experience. Um, we have one spot available in the evening one, and we have some more spots in the lunchtime workshop as of the, the time of, of this, this recording. Yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. You can check that out at philandjenwood.com and uh, sign up there for those. And we thought we would just talk a bit about this, this thing that we've been doing. What do we mean when we say mind, body, and spirit? Because I think a lot of times people hear that and they're like, oh, that's that's like the woo-woo stuff or the you know the new age stuff. It does sound woo-woo. I just saw it on a, a pretty woo-woo sign somewhere. Yeah, Although usually, I've seen it as advertising for the new community in... South Orange County, but they say mind, body, soil instead of spirit because they're trying to sell the like, <laughs> we're going to integrate you here in this if you pay us a lot of money. But I do like the soil thing that they're doing out there. But that's, or it's not that's really a land, it's like a townhouse. But if you buy that, you're connected. <laughs> okay. Yep. Sorry, I thought I you off. So, I mean, yeah. So what do we mean when we're talking about that? And then what do our bodies have to do with our faith lives? What do our minds have to do? How, how is it all integrated? Because I think for us as Westerners, a lot of us are really stuck in our heads. And we've been taught that way from a young age. I mean, we've been doing a ton of coaching with people. And even just in talking with people, a lot of times we... And I know we've talked about this a lot on the podcast that there's this disconnect between like our heart and our heads, you know, like how do we, we know things in our head, but then actually getting it to move into our bodies, getting it to move into our lives. How is that? I know that I want to be this way, but how does it actually get lived out? Or this idea of not even being able to tap into our own knowing of what it is we want for our lives we were just having a conversation with somebody who was like, I don't even know what I want. And I can relate to that. I feel like that's... A lot of people we've had that conversation with. Yeah. And for me in this last season, that's something that I've had to con- come to grips with that I I had this realization that I thought I knew what I wanted. But I, what I realized is that what I was doing was actually putting this filter of what everybody else wanted and expectations that other people had and I put that filter on what I wanted for myself, and it wasn't what I actually wanted necessarily always. Oh. It was this huge realization. So anyways, but we I think that- We haven't talked about that. Interesting. But I think that comes from- That's news. Getting in tune, integrating our lives, getting in tune with our mind, with 
listening to our bodies, listening to our, not just the intellectual head knowledge that we get so stuck in, but then learning to trust ourselves, the spirit inside us that's guiding us, which I thought I was really in tune with, but you know, we're always growing. Mm. So anyway, okay. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And, And this is, we have some notes, but we thought we would just have a casual conversation about about this these things. Thing. Yeah. And why are we interested in in this right now? Getting more in touch with integrating all of it. Can I tap in? No, I'm just going to do a solo session here. Just monologue. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I am excited about this one. No, um, I'm asking. Please. <laughs> I think I'd like... 10 thoughts in my head at once. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to parse it out. So for me, as I think about it, we talk about mind, body, spirit. I remember classes at seminary where we'd have these arguments, these philosophy and theology classes of, are we, you know, just one being? Are we like two beings? Are we three beings? Is there like a mind and a soul, a body and a soul, a spirit? There's all these, it's Mm. interesting um, I, I remember growing up in church in Texas and the children's ministry that I was a part of would like draw out these diagrams on the whiteboard of like the three parts of our being. Oh yeah, I remember those. Different, separate things. Yeah. And how the physical part's just going to die. That's just your container, but then you're going to go on somewhere else and you're really like a disembodied like spirit, which then leads to all kinds of thinking and how you live your life, which on, on the one hand, you wouldn't be like, oh, what well, does it really matter? Because it just is what it is. But it actually matters tremendously. So if you think about some of that thinking that Jesus is going to come back any minute, that we're really a spirit inside of our physical being that's distinct from that. And our physical being is simply just the container that carries us around for a short amount of time, almost like a, like a weird test run to get to your real life, which is a disembodied spirit life somewhere else. And then the thinking is, but when he comes, he's going to beam us all out of here and we're going to go somewhere else. Then it, it gives you a, um, a detached sort of understanding about your life and your space here on the earth. I've heard a lot of people, even politically, or I mean, in its worst form, I've seen people literally throw trash out the window and say things like, oh, it's all going to burn anyway. It doesn't matter when Jesus comes back. So I, So you should litter it? Or I've even heard like, people speak in a more of an economic sense, um, kind of like an unfettered sort of capitalistic greed saying, um, I don't care what happens to the earth. I don't care if we exploit it because frankly, it probably won't be here for my kids and we should get what we can from it now because we're the rulers of this domain and we're going to get beamed out of here. But like do you I, really think people you know, still believe this? Real stuff? time. Like, <laughs> read that. I just, I can't even, well, I can't. Just. What, so, but what do you think is underneath the, the driving Christian political movement that says we're going to reject all the science on climate change. We're going to reject all the science on what's happening with the poor and the rich and the gap and like the, the unsustainability of it all. Like, like, I mean, obviously greed, but I, but, <laughs> but there's a, a Anyone who has any sense of compassion for their own children would want to give them a better world than they had for themselves, not a worse world. Hmm. And so 
there's something driving this weird separation. It's like a dualistic understanding, which actually doesn't come from the earliest traditions in the scripture. It comes more from like a, a Western Greek introduction of like a dualistic thought of like separation in that sense. But if you go back to like the Old Testament texts and you look at when it speaks of humanity, it speaks of like a, um, it talks about um, the, the word for soul is nefesh in the Hebrew Bible, which um, is a really complicated word because it has lots of meanings. Um, there's Hebrew words that have lots of meanings. So like the word for wind is the same word for spirit. It's the same word for breath. It's the word ruach. We've talked about that. Mm-hmm. And um, same in the, in the Greek actually has the same meanings, which is fascinating. But Which has been really interesting as we've been digging into this breath work. Yeah, wind, spirit, Because breath. it... There we go, integration. But the word for soul in the Old Testament is nefesh, which can be translated a lot of different ways. It can be translated as soul or like living being or life, like life force or creature or himself or herself or mind or desires or appetite or persons. It can literally be translated as body. It can be translated as soul. It can be translated as um, like life force or, you know, some people would, interpret that as like spirit, which is really fascinating. So it's the same word for all of those things integrated as one. That's interesting. And and the idea even of like resurrection in the scripture wasn't like you'd get beamed out somewhere else. It was the idea of like a physical resurrection. But there'd be literally a physical resurrection. So if you go to the Holy Land and you're um, gosh, I don't remember which side we were coming in on. From um, the Garden of Gethsemane, if you look across the valley, and you, it's got um, little tombs everywhere that have the bones of important people, important spiritual leaders and teachers that were like, how do we get our bones as close to the temple as possible? And the temple mount so that at the resurrection, the physical resurrection, they'll be the closest ones to like, I mean, but like the mindset is a physical resurrection. Yeah, which is completely the opposite of what you were just saying. Of going somewhere else. We're going to go somewhere else and it's just going to be spirit. And our bodies, it's that is not taken in, into consideration that we, the scriptures talk about an actual physical body. Even the, um, the New Testament pictures like in revelation of what happens in the end when the, the consummation of the kingdom of god when jesus returns is is a picture of heaven and earth integrating becoming one these two realms becoming one realm it's a picture of like a physical resurrection and obviously our our matter that we have now is decays it's finite but the, like even the picture of jesus resurrected like the scripture calls him like the firstborn of a new humanity of a new kind of human that is like a integrated existence where they recognize him and they don't mm. they see him yeah. but they don't fully get it he walks through a wall but he eats food like it's it's he carries his old scars and he knows everybody are you saying we get to eat food <laughs> no but like the <laughs> the interesting picture in the scriptures is there's this integrated reality and it even says like that there's the tree with for the healing of the nations it says like like it's it's there's a physical reality that's integrated with your whole self which is a really different picture like it's not a bunch of distinct bits it's actually 
one bit. It's all one thing. And, and I think what we do, especially in the Western tradition, is we, we, we like split it out. We like bifurcate and trifurcate our lives. And we neglect our like sort of spiritual growth and reality, or we often live quite disembodied in our heads. Like even the Protestant movement, it's like it, it went backwards. Like if you look at the scriptures, like John chapter 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And all things came into being through the word. And then, you know, verse 14, and then the word became flesh. And in the words of Eugene Peterson, moved into the neighborhood. And so became one of us. Like, you know, that's the incarnation idea of God taking up residence in a, in a human body. But what's interesting is the scripture says that's like the firstborn of a new humanity. It's like... It's this, like, the, the movement is from word to flesh, an embodiment, an integrated embodiment. Even Jesus at the end of the book of John, it says he breathed spirit into his followers, and then he says, go out and make the world a more loving place, essentially. <laughs> have it reflect this reality of self-giving love for the healing of the world. And you have this, like from word to flesh, this embodiment, like people owning their own lives and spiritual authority and integration. And like, um, it's interesting, like the scriptures in, in Ephesians describe it in that kind of fascinating ways. It says you'll attain to the fullness of the measure of Christ as you integrate that reality. Or um, Ephesians 2 calls us like a new humanity and even later says like, we're like a new temple together. Like we're like, uh, First Peter 2 says we're like these living stones of this new, like we, together as humanity, there's this integrated reality of the spirit in us. It's, it's quite different, and it's quite, like, exciting, actually. Um, but this is what we keep talking about, the Reformation. Five centuries ago, for all the great things that it gave us as it moved us forward, it, I, it went backwards in some ways. And it was like a movement not from word to flesh. It was like a movement back to word. And it became an endless, almost disembodied arguing of concepts and ideas and belief systems. And it's like everything is about what's your doctrine statement and what do you affirm and what are you signing and what are you not signing? And it, it became like a very, like the evangelical tradition that we come from is like it comes from that and it's it's a very disembodied tradition and it like separates things out and and it's almost like we live plagued as a people quite pulled apart and disintegrated and so when we talk about what like the spirit is doing in a new space i think the spirit's integrating hence mind body spirit integration back into one thing which is so interesting because if you go back to the heart of it, that really is what our faith tradition centers around. God embodied in Jesus. Right. You know, and, and the scriptures, you know, talk all about the spirit dwelling within us. You know, I think about like you, your body is a temple, like you said, and yet, I think for so many of us, faith has 
been about in, you know, in the past. And I think this is really changing that there's, I don't think we're the only ones, we are not the only ones talking about this stuff. But I think for a lot of us, it was like about having this right belief. And it was so much about head knowledge and kind of getting it right, Mm. you know? And I think actually as a society, we've become really good at not listening to our bodies. Like you're saying we're also not in tune with the spirit, but I also think we've gotten really good at just staying in our heads. And even when our bodies are talking to us, just kind of turning that off, you know, Mm. you get a headache. It's like, don't explore what's going on inside of you that you might be getting headaches all the time. Mm. It's like, just pop some Advil. Oh yeah. Just take more Advil. You know what I mean? Or you're tired (laughs) and definitely don't take a nap or Or go to sleep earlier or go to bed earlier or, you know, put your feet up or or whatever. Notice some things. It's drink some more coffee or, Red Bull or something. <laughs> I don't know. For us, it's coffee. And Red keep Bull. charging, right? Nobody drinks Red Bull. <laughs> Our kids try to drink it. It's all um, just Jamie O'Brien. Yeah. J-O-B. Thanks a lot for that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or we, or we walk into a space or a certain... You know, I think our bodies are telling us stuff all the time. We walk into certain situations, certain spaces, certain places and we we get a feeling we get an anxiety it rises up in our chest instead of listening to that and exploring why is that happening what's Mm. going on inside of me we just keep putting ourselves back in that space of anxiety and i wonder if we might be invited into listening more to not only Mm. to the spirit within us but how the spirit can speak to us through our bodies you know and Yeah, I don't know. I I think I think I, I think we all know this. Like I could give a million examples. I could keep going, you know. You get you get a stomach ache when you're going into a big presentation at work. You you I mean, get an autoimmune disease after some big traumatic thing happens in your life or you get a couple autoimmune diseases. She's talking about me. <laughs> no, I'm actually not just talking about you because but, how many okay. people have shared that same story with us? No, but so I got those two autoimmune diseases as we were starting the church way yeah. back. Yeah. And what's crazy is when I did that long 30-day fast, it healed. It's like my I got back in my body and integrated it and, and it healed. And How you were in you were in deep connection with with spirit. You were like it purposely was, it was like putting a, yourself in that place. A holistic miracle. And it didn't make sense. It still doesn't make sense. I mean, I know. I should in still our heads, it, but I don't. Right. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, no, and I mean, or on the flip side, when we do things like we go to the beach and we put our feet in the sand or in the water and you get that grounded sense, you that connection to creation, and you you immediately feel your body relax and you feel a peace come over you. Or you you take a hike in the mountains and you're taking in all the beauty and it overwhelms you to the point that you almost, I mean, I've had moments where I begin to cry and I don't know what's going on, but it's like something's being released in me. Or you sit in meditation or you sit in silence and and you feel your breath and your heart rate actually slow down. Mm-hmm. And you somehow sense the presence of God that's always been with you, but somehow slowing your body down and 
sitting in silence, somehow then you become aware of it. Like we, I think we know that we're integrated. We all know this because we can all point to a million ways that this gets played out or you're, you're doing a Wim Hof breath work and suddenly you're having this crazy experience where your hands are tingling and your neck is tingling. And I mean, just even it's been so start coming out things. It's been so interesting doing these workshops because everybody is having different reactions and different responses. We've yet to have a session or a workshop doing this mind, body, you're going to freak people out right now (laughs) where someone doesn't, either laugh and not know why or, or cry. cry. Yeah. And sometimes not know why. Okay. The work of um, Bessel van der Kolk, The Body Keeps the Score, and Hillary, Hillary McBride. Um, this, is, that's, this is a newer one that just came out. It was Me, Your Body, and I, and I think she's another one after that. They, they talk about the extensive research and work that they've done in, like, trauma, that, like, your body stores your traumas and your body stores your emotions and it's all in there and when we live in our heads disconnected from that or stressed out or in that like short shallow breath cycle that keeps us in an anxious place and in our heads um we aren't in tune with that stuff and then when you start getting back in your body through some breath work or other embodiment type modalities it is fascinating or or even like there's different trauma modalities of um EMDR and other things that probably a lot of you who are listening have at least heard of for sure, if not done. Which again. Or lead people through. Sound woo-woo when you first, I remember hearing about EMDR the first time, I think you were. I did it. You were going to do it. I did it a long time ago. You were telling me about it and I'm like, what? This sounds so wacky. But then, I mean. Profound life change. It was so amazing for you. Then I did it and it absolutely changed my life. I've done it like three times now. But it, it integrates yes. and it releases. And so like some of this breath work that we do, well, it's, what's, what's interesting is it puts you in your body and then it allows you to access some of the subconscious things that are there. I yeah. mean, even Wim Hof writes about it in his book. Like it's crazy what you have the ability to get into and access. I mean, I think fasting does the same kind of thing for people. I think it's why people are, are kind of afraid to fast because they're afraid to see what's in there, you know? Or, or we just like food. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. And coffee. No, you um, know, actually, you know what's interesting about fasting? Because I've been thinking about this a lot, why people are so f- afraid of the ice with the ice bath. Mm. Um, and again, with Western society, I think we are so trained to be comfortable. And anything that's uncomfortable, it's like, and, and obviously, no one wants to be uncomfortable. That's just our bodies don't want to. That's not natural is in the sense of. You know, (laughs) of course, we're going to choose 72 degrees over, you know, 220, (laughs) which is that, is that what the sauna's been at recently? It's like around (laughs) 235, yeah. Like bake something in there. But. Bake a body. If you think about, like, I think about our ancestors who would be living, you know. In in much more difficult circumstances. Exactly. They go take their shower in a cold river or a lake they know there's no air conditioners there's no heaters and i think about i wonder what we've done to ourselves by stripping away anything uncomfortable you know for me if it's like 74 degrees i'm like oh gosh warm up a little <laughs> yeah it's so hot or if it's you know 68 i'm like i gotta get a sweatshirt and a beanie but 
That's part of Southern California life. Too, right? It's winter. <laughs> it's at least 62. It's freezing. But I think that's what's so interesting about purposely putting yourself in situations where you are a little bit uncomfortable and then realizing how much stronger you are than you thought. Mm. And it's been powerful to watch people grab hold of even in, in the situation of getting into the ice bath, for instance, being able to, you know, we, we do this breath work with them and then kind of teach them how to control their breath. And then as they get into the ice bath, it's like there is this moment where you kind of want to panic and freak out and you could let yourself go there. But just by simply attuning to your breath yeah. and, and being aware and slowing it down, you can settle into this uncomfortable space of Put you in your, body. your body's, I mean, essentially going into like a little bit of a shock, yeah. all your blood's rushing inward to try to keep you warm. And at, what's wild is you can do it mm. and then you get out and it's so empowering. And so even as we're thinking heat, about, so. yeah, and then the heat, same thing. It's like, can I sit in this hot, uncomfortable environment? And when you do things that are uncomfortable and where you go through hard things, you realize you are so much stronger than you ever thought you were. And I mean, I think we all know this having been, we all have our stuff that we've been through and you come out the other side and you're like, man, I went through that. Or I think that's the power of doing things, physical challenges that you, you know, you put yourself through kind of on purpose, like a triathlon or a half marathon or some, you know, whatever the thing is. But even that can learning. Be- these extreme feats that can almost disembody you. Totally. But to like... You're right. It's different. Like you can almost like run from your stresses by doing yes. that instead of entering into them and integrating them all. I do that sometimes. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm just going to go run this out. But I do think it, it helps move too. the anxiety through your body. Yeah, and your but emotions. also I think it can be a distraction absolutely from your from your life. Yeah, I think it's wonderful. I just, there's something about the integration. I mean, I, I really think that the future of what is beginning to unfold is a much more integrated future. We yes. talk about this new space. Yeah. It's very unknown, but I, I just I just got off the phone in the last two weeks with um, a leader of the um, Carapal. So she's the head, I'm going to botch her title. She does lots of things, but she she works with the Fuller Seminary, like youth, something or another, and she's the head of their like leadership. Well, how young can these people be? They're young, but they're post post college. Um, because no, she graduate she, school. She works with like teens and youth. Oh, okay. A, a lot of her work, but she also is is part of their leadership institute. Um, and she was saying that they're seeing. She's just affirming. There's this movement of people that are stepping out of the forms, the, like the inherited forms that we've been given. And they're, they're not, a lot of them aren't giving up on Christ. They're going just not like that. And now they're trying to figure out new ways to embody and live the thing out. Or I just got off the phone with a guy um, in Australia who started this radical technology of like trying to connect people online in like a almost like a decentralized, deinstitutionalized way of connecting people who still want community and are trying to figure out how to continue going in their faith. They just know what it isn't, and now they're trying to figure out and step into what is. And there's there's just this 
this movement of people who want to keep going. And I think at the heart of that is a desire for integration mm-hmm. and a desire of like ownership over their own spiritual life and the authority that Christ has given them over their body and their mm-hmm. soul and their mind, like all the, the, the nefesh, the whole thing. But like, um, also like, like a desire for like a, like an embodiment. An it, alignment. That's what I mean. Like alignment. you're seeing people want to live integrated whole lives. They want to give themselves to like making a more loving world. And people want to like um, figure out how to, to get back in their body and integrate all of that stuff into one integrated life. And I, I think that's been some of the fun stuff we're seeing with some of these sessions. It's been fun. It's... um. Sorry, I was thinking about something else. It's been, I know we were ta- we were commenting on that just the other day going, we just enjoy this so much. It's just been such a fun experience. But yeah, I think you're totally right. And it's almost like people are coming. I mean, I, we feel like people are coming out of the woodworks in this, this new space. Oh, it's like, everywhere. I mean, every, it's everywhere. And um. It's even interesting because I think some people are like almost scared to share where they're really at. We've had people almost like undercover come to us and be like, I'm actually thinking these things too. It's but like, it's like Nicodemus. <laughs> we're whispering about it. Night. Which I understand because we've, you know, I, I've been there before where you, it's. Sometimes you have to start there. But. It's a brave first step. There's nothing more powerful than living aligned where your faith and what you believe actually lines up with the way that you're living actually lines up with like when it's all integrated, there's such a power there. And when you begin to trust that spirit inside of you that has given you that authority over your own life and you begin to step into that in your life, when you begin to become attuned to what you want, to to what you need, yeah, but even more so to what you want. Like, what do I want to do? Mm. Like the, the possibilities are endless. And I know this could sound really like uh, overly optimistic. Like, come on, guys, have you looked around? And trust me, like I, we know the world is like in a lot of ways it's on fire. But also I think people are craving this integrated, holistic, aligned life and faith and people have not you're right have not given up on jesus i think they're just sick of the they see a lot of the bs out there and people are just done with it there's no room for bs anymore we've been we just we did a lot of bs these last few years and i think it just that's wild yeah i know but like the last couple years i think was a tipping point for people right really hot yeah and what's interesting too is the more you live into knowing who you are to owning that authority, to owning what it is that you want. You're, it, what's amazing is that your relationships change. They become healthier. You're less likely, likely to stay in unhealthy relationships. You're less likely to, um, you know, do things out of a sense of obli- obligation or out of a sense of uh, expectation of other people. I mean, for me, that's something that's been really freeing in this journey that we've been on. I mean, again, I think we've talked about these are cycles, right? Like we we go through these again and again throughout our life. So these this I'm talking about this last iteration for myself. Mm-hmm. That was a 
what has come out of that last kind of cycle of these growth stages we talk about. But, and then what's really beautiful is when we're living in tune with our lives, when we're living in a way where we're actually caring for ourselves and listening to ourselves and, and resting when we need to rest and being in tune with the spirit in our lives, then we actually have something to give away to the world, to, put you in to tune the people with, around with like us. The rhythm of life generally. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And when we are aware of the way that we are in connection with, with creation and, and we actually put ourselves in situations where we can connect in that way. I mean, I don't know. I've had this, thought recently like we're all just walking around on this planet like nothing's going on but the world is like tanking mm. and what are we how are we participating in that I mean this is a whole nother topic <laughs> but as we find more and more alignment. I think we find more and more alignment even with creation and with... Encourage. What? Encourage. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm, I'm with you. No, but I'm, I mean, I'm talking about things like even just going, okay, like you said, climate change, soil, like all these things become something I'm thinking about regularly because I'm like, I, I feel more in tune with it. Hmm. I don't know, it's interesting. Courage too, though, yeah. Well, I think courage to, um, I always come back to the systems that we live in in this world are systems that we created as humanity. And like when you become aware yeah. and alive and integrated and in tune with what the spirit's doing in the world as well as your own soul, body, spirit, one thing, um, gives you the courage to go, well, we can... We can make a more loving world. We can change these systems. We can change these systems of oppression and injustice and inequity. We can we can literally change it. It just requires people integrated and courageous to do it. Not victims, not disassociated from themselves, but quite whole. Yeah. I think that's the fun of the sessions that we're doing that I'm really yep. loving. Is yep. It's like 20 minutes of breath work that puts you in your body. Yep. And then it's like 20 minutes, 30 minutes of like sitting down talking and wrestling through what comes up, what's happening in life, it's somewhere between spiritual direction and counseling and pastoral care and sacred space. And speaking into one another. Everyone brings something at that moment. And, right? and then into the ice. Well, you know what's interesting though? The sauna. In the in the part after the breath work, it's so interesting to watch how people come in to a workshop or a session and then after the breath work, it's like they're in a whole different space. Oh, it's epic. Because it's it's super powerful. It's it's these it's these fascinating workshops and sessions where people are like becoming integrated in real time. Well, you can't not be present. Oh, it's so in fun. the moment. That's the and, thing. Well, it's just and it's just so fun. Everybody's so pumped, like giddy. Um, but sorry, I I interrupted you. So after the oh no, and then from from there to take that the thing that you it's like you get in your body, you experience your emotion and awareness of what's happening within you, 
you bring that to the surface and then you like wrestle with it, you integrate it, you process it, you kind of discern next steps in it, and then you take that into the sauna. And then it heats up. It's almost like it gets baked into you. And then you take that into the ice and it's like, it like solidifies you and it like sends you out in a very different space. Both like the physical recovery mindset of doing that work is mind blowing. The like physical um, shifts that happen even in your blood chemistry through that kind of breath work are so deeply transformative. But then when you incorporate all of the other stuff, that's the mind body spirit connection that it's just profound mm-hmm. and really fun. It's this like unique blend of kind of psychology and spirituality and embodiment modalities that integrate your mind, your body, and your spirit, and it facilitates growth and recovery and exploration and just like holistic care sort of world. And we're not even talking about all the health benefits. What is so interesting about these modalities is that each one of them, I mean, there's all these studies on this stuff, but prevent diseases. There's there's studies done on just sauna alone about how it prolongs people's lives by like a ton. Listen which to is the crazy. Um, episode that we did a few seasons ago. With, yeah, with Nolan. With Nolan Kim, and he laid out all these awesome benefits of these things. Yeah, and but what's interesting about it is that again, I think we so often. We neglect parts of ourselves, right? Some people neglect their bodies. Some people neglect spirit. Some people neglect, you know, maybe it's even digging into to learning or, or knowledge. But when we're taking care of our physical bodies too, even just on a health, from a health standpoint, what that does for the rest of our lives is obviously, I mean, it goes without saying, affects everything. And so even just the fact that it helps fight anxiety and depression, this stuff, it's like if we could just take that out, I mean, how much better is your life going to be? So this Mm. is, I think, partly what has interested us in this, these modalities as well as just the ways that it benefits your life just purely from, I mean, if we could just only even say like from that one side, of course, we know it's all integrated. And it feels kind of woo-woo, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're giving me that look. I am leaning into this woo-woo. I don't even care No, but if it feels woo-woo. Because I'm like, just, what else? It's a, um, is... it's a profound experience. Oh, you, oh, oh you mean when you're doing it? Oh, man, yeah. <laughs> like, what is happening? Oh, yeah. It's hard to describe. We've had, I mean, we've done enough of it now that I've, I feel like even every time is different. Yeah, it's. That's like a journey every time. So. So what? The actual <laughs> earliest Christian tradition. It's a movement from word to flesh. It's an integration of mind, body, and spirit. And I think the Christ tradition is an embodiment movement that creates profoundly integrated people that are capable of making a more loving world. Living fully themselves, fully alive. That's what I think. The... um early church father Irenaeus of the second century says the glory of the holy one is humanity fully alive yeah and through our vision of the holy we will become immortal and attain to be the holy one's very self i think the scripture says attain to the fullness of the measure of christ it's quite profound
I'm going to leave it there. That was good. I want that. I'm in. Thanks so much for joining us. Don't forget to check out our website, philandjenwood.com, for coaching, resources, and events. And if you enjoyed this, feel free to subscribe. You can even leave a review. Keep going. See you next time.